How to Be a Man, Chapter 1. Chapter 1, Wake Up. Being a man means doing the important things. This is the masculine role. Feminine will do the less important things, but the masculine is expected to take the lead and accomplish tasks. Hold this concept in your mind, and also consider the universal truths. The most important step towards the finish of anything is the first step. And also, what makes or breaks a man are the things he does every day. With these three concepts in mind, it is clear to see why I make Wake Up chapter one of this book. Waking up is the first thing you do every day. It is something you do every day, and getting a head start on the day allows you to take the lead in whatever situation arises out of the unfolding events of life. The most important thing you can possibly do tomorrow is wake up. And as you probably know from experience, it can be one of the most difficult things to do. Do it with intention. Do it with clarity. Do it like a man. Wake up. Set your alarm. Do not press snooze. Of course, for most of us, this requires more preparation than just setting alarm. You know yourself. Do what you have to do to make this theory a reality. It is your duty, your power, and your gift as a man to manifest theoretical possibilities into absolute realities. It is your obligation and homage to materialize the things which can possibly be. So, set your alarm. What does this mean to you specifically? You know yourself. What does it mean to you specifically to set your alarm? Consider that the theoretical possibility of waking up at an exact time is to be literally constructed out of the tools and materials you have at your disposal, which are many more than you might immediately assume and begin materializing such a reality in absolute terms. In setting your alarm, does it also include turning your volume to a high level? Obvious, okay. Only you know yourself. In setting your alarm to the definite end of creating the absolute reality that you wake up at an exact time, does this include placing your alarm across the room so you're obliged to get up out of your bed and cross the room, thereby warming up your body to the notion of being awake for the day? This is common, and perhaps you have tried this, and maybe it does not always work for you. Maybe you've developed the habit of slinking back to where you came from into the warm, cozy covers. Only you know this of yourself. Consider the solution to this problem as you would consider solving a problem in some other area in which you excel, perhaps at your job or your favorite hobby. This is a universal truth when a method of solving a problem can be transferred to solving other problems, as we'll cover more in depth in another chapter. If you are a forklift driver and you notice a problem, perhaps a tall stack of loaded pallets are leaning to the side threatening to top over, topple over other rows of pallets like a domino effect, how do you address the issue? A forklift driver who is fully magnetized into his manhood will address this problem with exactness, probably in the following manner. As he first comes to witness and understand the problem, the man will create a mental boundary of the problem area. He may use such tools as standing back a distance and pointing around the problem area with his arm, or walking around the area mentally drawing a boundary around the entire problem. 
Then he will promptly begin with the first accessible palette and remove all problem palettes within his boundary. He, in summary of the pretext, first creates space. He creates space in fullness, with clarity, that is, with clear boundaries. This is a universal truth of problem solving. When the space has been created completely, the man will precisely restack all the pallets into the space, creating a projection of himself, the man, onto the area which he just affected. He will create a stack of pallets which is secure, sturdy, attractive and accessible, and useful to all those who require it. This is the natural way. The work of a man will exactly reflect the quality of the man himself. Consider how some other guy might do the same job. Imagine a sloppy man who is lost in the thoughts and emotions of his personal problems and harboring a lingering sense of boredom for life. If he doesn't notice the problem himself, the supervisor will point it out to him. Then he might go to the coffee pot and talk it over with the friend and complain about the supervisor. When he finally gets to the work of removing leaning pallets, he only takes away the really bad ones in an effort to save time and energy. He says he's working smarter, not harder, and leaves the base pallets where they are, incompletely creating space without clear boundaries. He restacks the pallets lazily in such a way that it will do for now, but will likely be tumbling over again during the next shift so someone else can deal with it. This is the frustrating work of a lazy man, which we have all had the displeasure of witnessing in work and everyday life. Can you guess whether this guy jumped out of his bed bright and early this morning? I doubt it. He likely snoozed for a while, ate a Pop-Tart for breakfast, downed it with an energy drink on his way to work, to which he probably arrived ten minutes late, but he figures that's good enough, and he'll promise not to be late tomorrow. If you ask him how he's doing, he'll say, same shit, different day. And for him, I'm sure that's exactly how he's experiencing life. So, start by setting your alarm. And in such a way that it works for you, to create the reality of you waking up bright and early, ready to seize the day and tame the woman that is your life. Only you know yourself well enough to effectively make this your reality. Will you, as the man that you are, as the man that you have been conditioned to be, need to stand back before your self-appointed bedtime and mentally draw a boundary around the problem area before you directly approach the problem? Where do you draw the boundary around the problem area of waking up on time? If you draw the boundary too small, there will be leaning pallets threatening your finished work. You'll be saying, just this last TV show before bed, and that'll turn into, well, now I need a light snack before I can sleep. Draw your boundary a little bigger than you expect. Try drawing your boundary at 8 p.m. to 5.30 a.m. Eliminate anything and everything which normally fills that space of time. TV, gone. Texting, gone. Hot shower, having sex, ice cream for dessert, no. Do all that before 8. And quit it exactly at 8. Empty that space completely. 
Only when it's completely empty will you be able to successfully fill it up with a sturdy stack of pallets that is not likely to fall over. Once it's empty, you may decide to do a meditation at 8 o'clock. Read a book at 8.30, massage your wife at 9, and go to sleep by 9.30. But if you try to add meditation, reading, and a massage before you eliminate all your other activities, these extra things will just drag you deeper into late-night, last-minute things to do. You'll be getting texts during your meditation, and you'll consider getting some ice cream while you read your book. First, empty the space in your mind, on your calendar, in your agreements with the people around you. Empty the space completely before you fill it up. Yes, the problem of a toppling stack of pallets threatening to topple over the next and the next and the next is a directly appropriate comparison to the problem of sleeping past your alarm. First, you unconsciously hit snooze. And before you know it, you've slept 30 minutes past your alarm and you have to mentally compromise the workout you planned in the morning. You regretfully drag yourself out of bed already internally, kicking yourself for having failed to keep your appointment with you. Now you head to the shower, but your roommate is showering, so you're forced to wait another 10 minutes. And you get in the shower while he eats breakfast. You finish in the bathroom and go to the kitchen, but he left you no orange juice, and now you don't have the time to cook the omelet that you had planned, so you grab a Pop-Tart and coffee and head to work, but you're five minutes late, and the new guy they just hired has taken the work truck before you, and you get to ride as passenger. He informs you of the boss's instructions for the day, and together you head out into town to conquer the wild. You can see that in this situation... By simply missing your simple appointment to wake up with your alarm, that stack of pallets fell and subsequently made a mess of half the warehouse. And there's no forklift driver on the next shift to clean up your mess. There's only you. Secondly, you are not the leader today. That new guy is. One mistake created another problem, and now your workload to catch up has doubled, tripled, quadrupled, the universe is a mystery of interconnected math equations. Understanding the basic math will help you begin mastering your reality. One of the most basic principles of understanding math is knowing the difference between positive numbers and negative numbers. If you sleep even one minute past your alarm, you've started in the negative, and you must work harder to position yourself in the space-time platform of male competition. Always remember there are lots of variables, but the most important variable is you. And what are you? Well, my friends, you are the most important variable in the math equation. In this moment, you have a choice, and your choice will affect what you experience next, and what you experience tomorrow, and every second after this. You don't know what the future holds, or when the bomb will drop, but you can choose to learn the math of your reality and begin mastering your world. More on that in another chapter. So what will it take for you to wake up tomorrow morning at 5.30 a.m.? You know yourself. Do you need to make an appointment with a friend? If you, knowing yourself, know that you are more likely to keep an appointment with a friend than to keep one with only yourself, then consider asking a friend to come and pour cold water on you if he doesn't hear from you by 531. 
Remember that still, if you make this agreement and your friend fails to uphold his end, and you fail to wake up to contact your friend, you are the only guilty party. You are completely responsible for every detail of your life. Do not make your friends responsible for the condition of your life or for influencing your behaviors. Also, do not put the responsibility on your wife or girlfriend. It is not her role to help you appear to be in control of yourself. She will hold you accountable in plenty of other ways, so never add this kind of agreement to her plate of feminine responsibilities. You are the man, so you will communicate to her what time you will get out of bed, and you will get out of bed at that time. If she has to nudge you and tell you to get up when she hears your alarm, you just signed over the family pants. Don't let that happen. So if you, knowing yourself well, need to make an appointment with a friend in order to create the reality of you waking up at 5.30 a.m. tomorrow morning, then do it. If you need to go to bed an hour earlier tonight, do it. If you need to rig up some elaborate machine which jolts you with electricity and turns your bed on its side at the time your alarm rings, do it. If you need to program the coffee maker to have your coffee ready at the exact time, do that. Only you know yourself well enough to decide exactly what you need to do in order to manifest yourself awake at 5.30 tomorrow morning. Do you need to set a warning alarm at 5.15? Do you need to sleep on the floor? Outside? Do what you must. Pick the time that you choose to be awake. Preferably, pick a time that is before everyone else in the household. If no one in the household can be held accountable to the time they shall be awake, then phone a friend. Find out what time he will wake up tomorrow morning, and choose ten minutes earlier than him to be the time you wake up. Observe how this simple fix affects your relationships. Observe how it affects your confidence. Observe how it affects every detail of your day and of your life hereafter. Further, do not intend to rely entirely on the tools you use to accomplish the task. I'll repeat. Do not intend to rely entirely on the tools you use to accomplish the task. A tool which works today will definitely fail you at some point in the future. Just like a hammer will break or get lost or you run out of nails, Eventually, you will need to buy a new hammer or switch to a drill and screws. Realize that ultimately, it is your own power of intention which gets you out of bed. In this book, we'll look at many ways to strengthen this inner power of intention, but for now, there are countless tools which you may choose to use to accomplish the task. But no tool will accomplish any task if you do not use it with your own power of intention and your action of using it in means to such an end. I challenge you, I challenge you right now to set your alarm. It's time to take action. It's time for you to grow into the man you were made to be. The world has wronged you. The world has softened you. The world has told you it's okay when it actually was not okay. The world has fed you candy gumdrops from a sealed plastic envelope when you needed wild pick berries along with the twigs and leaves from the bush they came from. 
The world gave you a McDonald's Happy Meal and a toy when you needed a fresh peat of a fresh piece of bleeding deer meat. The world sat you in front of a TV when you needed to be chasing a rabbit with a spear you made from a branch. Likewise, as you became soft and afraid, the women in your generation who were meant to be loving, nurturing bosoms of rest and peace have been forced to take on the masculine roles that you never learned to fulfill. They have become hard, coarse, angular, mean. They do not want this. The women around you do not want to be the man in your life. They want rest so they can fulfill their natural-born duties as the women in your life to make your home, to make your meals, to give you love, to give you rest when you're weary, and to heal your wounds when you're broken. But your woman can only naturally fill her place as a real woman when you fill your place as a man. The world needs you, the man you. Your woman needs you to show up as the confident, powerful, protective, wise, intelligent, sturdy, attractive, compassionate, hard, upright, and respectable man that you can be, so she can relax into being the loving, soft, nurturing, caring, faithful, trusting, flowing, artistic, free, warm, and healing woman that she wants to be for you. Take a moment now to visualize yourself in perfect union with your woman. Imagine her falling into you with total trust and admiration for your strength and power. Imagine her opening up like a blossoming flower to receive you. Imagine her being hungry for you only you, in a way that no other man can possibly satisfy that hunger, and she is making every preparation in your home to make sure you are comfortable and happy when you get there. You don't need to tell her to do these things. She is naturally doing them as she feels your focused intention on being the provider and protector. Close your eyes and imagine this for the count of ten breaths.
Now, if you did it, you likely saw a woman who resembled the woman you knew at the beginning of your relationship. She's blushing. She's looking up at you, seeking deeply in your eyes. She's anxious to see you. She's made everything in the home, including herself, beautiful. She's ready to give you anything you want. Did you see yourself as well? If you did, you probably saw yourself standing tall, feeling proud and confident, knowing that your woman wants you as much as you want her, being ready to give her anything she wants and satisfying her every desire. Know that this feeling is not gone for good. In fact, with the right practice, this feeling can be restored, intensified, and sustained. This book should cover everything you need to know to begin making this kind of trusting and loving union manifest in your life. But it starts with accepting this challenge. Set your alarm. Wake up. Do not press snooze. Do it and continue to chapter two tomorrow. Good night.